welcome to another episode of the Heck Yeah Comics Podcast with your hosts, David and Nick. In this episode, Donald Glover leaves Deadpool, CW brings them all back, and the fate of metal is revealed. Stay tuned for all this and more. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Heck Yeah Comics Podcast. I know it's been a little while since we've had a regular episode, but we're here. We're excited. I'm David. That's Nick. You're the listening audience. And I know Nick is not talking right now because uh, he's trying to get back at me, and that's fine. I'll just keep talking all by myself. I don't need him to be part of this show. I mean, the last time you did an episode by yourself. We don't talk about that time. I literally really didn't sh- even have to finish that sentence really and should, I already knew the reaction. Really I was should just get. delete that from history as best we can. Uh, <laughs> guys, guys, I'm we're pretty sure so- it's still up on the website. Probably. Guys, we're sorry that it's been a little wonky schedule lately. You know, we're trying to get back on on the reg. Especially here at the uh sort of the beginning of con season. We got C two E two coming up this weekend, some announcements teased there. It's going to be a big time. There's going to be a lot to talk about for a while. And we're going to try to help you through it, guys. Don't freak out. Calm down. Nick, calm down. I'm I'm very calm. I I, I did my morning meditation. I devised a way to uh, shrink the yellow jacket suit without killing a person. I was starting to watch Ant-Man right before we started the show. Mm. So, you know, I got... I got a lot going on, David. How's your um the your Marvel movie watching thing going? Uh, yeah, we haven't checked in on this in a while, and we are coming up on Infinity War. Um, I just watched Doctor Strange tonight, so uh-huh, uh-huh. that means I have Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, uh Spider Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok, and Black Panther. But I don't think I'm gonna be able to watch Black Panther before it's released, unless I go see it again in theaters, and I'm probably not gonna do that. Like let's just let's be honest here. Uh so I'm I'm doing pretty well, Nick. You're back on Ant Man. I'm I'm on Ant which I mean Ant Man, Civil War, Doctor Strange, right? So I'm not that far yes, behind. Yes, you. You're about yeah, you're about three behind me. And I came a long way. It's true. You were way far behind like a week ago. Which really says a lot about how much life I've given up. I don't think you'd even you hadn't finished the first Avengers yet. No, I I think I had stalled at Captain America: The First Avenger. Which for really, weeks. I mean, yeah, because that movie will just really stall you out. I no, no as having re rewatched First Avenger now, I'm actually a big fan of that movie overall. Wow, that is unfortunate. How is that unfortunate? It it's... was a movie you do set it. It was kind of like a Rocketeer esque, like it was very much trying to set it in the time period. Uh, a little hokey in places, you know, uh, I mean, obviously it was their first attempt and I'm sure it could have been better just like anything, but I thought the movie had a lot of charm to it and I really enjoyed it. It's so like paint by the numbers, just it feels so much like, all right, well, we want to make Avengers. Uh, we need to have Captain America in there. So let's like, let's crap out this movie real quick. Uh, it's a movie that has like no kind of real consequences in any way, shape or form. 
Except uh, that, like, all the consequences. I mean, of the Tesseract, yes. But that's, I mean... Uh, what the heck is it? Zola? Oh, right, right. But, you know, that, that's, you know, Winter, Winter, Soldier, Winter Soldier redeems all of it. Let's say that. Winter <laughs> Soldier redeems all of it. No, but it's like, there's just not... There's not... Forgive this okay, no, 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 no. Setting no. up its sequels. Yep, which are fantastic in general. Uh, I mean, I still think parts of uh, parts of Civil War are just insane, but that's Zemo's plan more than anything. No, I just the movie just felt so paint by the numbers. Yeah, paint by the numbers. Just it was very lackluster to me. And you know, if you if you are finding charm in it, that's that's fine. It also felt so much like a montage rather than like a lot of real strong heart in that movie. I think um, it had two montages in it. It's got at least two mo- at least two months. That well, is has, too many montages of of Cap at being the the the, the bondsman, the bond salesman uh, performance perform going back and forth between different shows, and then there's Cap doing a bunch of anti hydra missions with the Howling Commandos. Yeah, I don't know. I I'll have I haven't I don't have the time to put it perfectly into words, but there was just a a different feeling so much between that movie and what comes after it in terms of Captain America that I prefer vastly what comes after. Mm. Um, and just that, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. We're not going to get so much into it right now, get bogged down Perfect. in all of that. What would you say so far of the movies you've watched, the one that you've enjoyed the most? <sighs> of the ones that I've rewatched that I've enjoyed the most? Um... Or maybe the one that that having rewatched it now, presumably years after it originally came out, which one surprised you as enjoying it as much as you did? Um, I mean, I you know I will say I think Thor: The Dark World gets more hate than it needs to. Um, mm-hmm. I rewatched Doctor Strange uh, tonight, and you know that's not that's not too far in the past, but I was kind of surprised with how you know there's there's some very uh, by the you know by the book parts in the beginning of like he's a jerk who then like gets humbled and but there's some like really great visuals in that movie and and it is a, it is a, a good time um i can't think of anything in particular though that like really like stood out of like oh man i forgot how great this was that i didn't already like in so there's there's like nothing that like really particularly sticks out as um like that, that, that didn't, I didn't remember loving. Mm-hmm. You dig? Mm-hmm. Right, what about right. for for what from what you've gone? I mean, I guess you just said Captain America, so we got that there. I mean, I didn't remember disliking First Avenger, you know, but I feel like as time went on, you know, and and as the quality of the Marvel Cinematic Universe overall improved, a lot of people would look back. Yeah, that one wasn't as strong, but so I guess I was surprised at how much more I really did enjoy the first Avenger uh, as one of the earlier films. Um, but I also like age of Ultron, another one that felt like it for, I think for a lot of people, it didn't quite live uh-huh. up to the standards that they had imposed post the original Avengers film, uh, having like just literally uh, watched the climax. Um, not that long before the show. Um, I, I liked it a lot better. It's actually nice kind of going back and thinking, sometimes you feel for these movies like oh like they don't they haven't aged as well and certainly like the cgi here isn't as strong or you know that scene would have been great if they did it a little differently but overall it's a fairly strong universe or narrative universe that they've constructed even if it's just kind of dumb fun geared towards kids 
I wouldn't say it's geared towards kids exclusively. Not exclusively, but obviously they they most of the stuff is made to capitalize on. Oh yeah, they, they I mean like they, they want sales. they want teenagers in those seats, but they want adults as well. You know, right? But uh, also to sell toys. Well, yes, of course. But hey, remember, like R-rated movies in the '80s sold toys, so those were the days. All right. Well, why don't we just why don't we go discuss some news? Our top story today. After a disappointing summer, Humpty Dumpty has a great fall. Since we've missed a few episodes, we might be hitting on some news stories that you've already heard about, and if so, we apologize, but there's, you know, there's been a lot to talk about. And we're starting off that Donald Glover is no longer working on a Deadpool animated series. So, including his brother, Stephen inc- Glover. Yeah, his brother is also no So the Glover brothers are no longer. Glover brothers are no longer. Oh, crap, I don't have enough time to figure out a rhyme. Anyway, uh, so this was, it was announced a long time ago. I think well, probably sometime in the last two years after the Deadpool series, like we're going to do a Deadpool animated series and Donald Glover's going to write it. And it's going to, isn't that so crazy and weird? Everybody was super on board, but uh, those guys are, as it turns out, super busy and did not have the time to. um... I don't think that was the official story. I think it was that there was creative differences between the brothers and FX and they were pulled from the project. I mean, I'm trying to be, you know, you trying to not rock any cradles? Yeah, I don't know. Well, from from my understanding, from my understanding, because uh, they, I mean, they work with FX. They, you know, they have a very strong relationship with FX on Atlanta. Um, confirm the split. Note that remains in business with Marvel TV. I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I from this article, I guess I didn't really see anything that made it seem like they were asked to step aside. There, there was a couple of statements, I think maybe by both of them, but at least by Donald basically saying, like, Donald came out and said, like, I wasn't too busy to do the Deadpool show. No, and no, I no, think no, Steven... no, 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 that, so that, that, that thing, he was like, I wasn't too busy, I wrote a script, and then, like, the script was a joke, but people were spinning out the news of, like, oh, look, he, like, he wrote, he had a script, so it was done, blah, 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 I think, I don't have full confirmation, but I think from my understanding, that was him kind of playing, having some fun. Mm, well, either way, they're no longer on the project. So if, uh, and I, I think the ov- overall, like the Deadpool animated series is just done. Um, right. Yeah. So it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like, back. Hey, these two guys are off. We're gonna, um, you know, we're going to retool and, and come back with it. It was like, now that's done. Yeah. So that uh, that happened. Um, don't have any real strong feelings. Like I, I don't dislike Deadpool. You know, yeah, I enjoy it when was, he comes around. But I, I think uh, when the thing got announced, I kind of was like, "Oh, we're doing this. Like Deadpool successful. Let's put Deadpool's face on every T-shirt and put a TV show out there." I think they kind of realized though that <laughs> the the difference is, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you can go make a TV show based on that movie because kids see that movie and have fun. Kids didn't see the Deadpool movie, and why people love the Deadpool movie is not a re- not stuff you can make a animated series out of. Well, but that's that's basically saying the animated series can only be for kids, and this was going to be an adults oriented adult oriented animated series, not unlike was say it? BoJack Horseman. No, I, I show BoJack Horseman to kids all the time. I go into schools, <laughs> break in, play it. Yeah, it goes over great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Good. Good to know. Nine one one on speed dial. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't think the fact that it was animated really plays into it. I mean, if anything, like yeah, like I'm not surprised that there was the possibility of an animated Deadpool series. If and he probably could have gotten to gotten up to uh, a lot more antics than he can accomplish in like a movie. Um. But it's dead. And you're never getting what you want, people. So you might as well just live really disappointed lives. Wow, got dark. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's a bad segue. Yeah, this is a real bad segue. Oh oh god. Um, So we're just gonna take a a brief second. And our next news story: um, a uh, the J. H. Williams the third and his uh, wife and collaborator Wendy Wright Williams um, have. Uh, basically initiated a uh, anthology uh, that's going to be honoring the Las Vegas shooting survivors stories. Uh, They'll be told in comic book form and a lot of really big names and comic books will be contributing to them. David, like who? Well, of course you have Neil Gaiman, you have Brian Michael Bendis. You, I can't pronounce that second name, which is why I skipped straight over it. Uh, Mike Magnolia, uh, Mark Miller, Mark Millar, Miller, Jeff Lemire, and so, so many more. Nick, Bill Sinkowitz? Sinkowitz? Anyway, real real big names in the industry are are putting some weight behind this book. It'll be coming out May 30th. And this reminds me of, um, I believe it was Love is Love, which came out from... DC and um, oh, I can't remember who the other publisher IDW is IDW and DC teamed up for love is love after the Orlando shooting, um, which I think that was a little bit more of a, a, a celebration of, um, you know, of gay culture where uh, this one seems to be a little more somber and a little more, um, telling the stories of, of those who were very directly impacted. And I think it's, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be heavy. Yeah. So it, um, actually kind of reminds me of something that, or, or plays into something that you said on Facebook, which obviously our listeners might not know, um, basically how a lot of times when these shootings happen, um, that, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot of the focus, was or the perpetrators were and like what kind of weapons they use and all this stuff and obviously that's really important information to know and it's not that there isn't uh, attention paid to the the victims of the tragedies but so very often uh, as time goes on their stories more and more gets just kind of drowned out in the politics and the and the issues that are uh, involving the the perpetrators um so it's nice that you know whether it's happening in the comic book industry or in any other industry that's trying to pay tribute in some way um that their stories still have an avenue to be told as somber as sad as 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 destructive as they might be um these are really important things that you know keep in the in the mind's eye of the people um and definitely it sounds like the williams have gotten some pretty fantastic talent in order to bring them to life yeah yeah um i think this i'd kind of forgotten about that post until you just mentioned it there but i think this is that this is kind of a perfect way of doing that and comics are a great way to tell their story i hope that this is something that um can get some more appeal and in widespread um press and all that uh 
Yeah, that it's obviously <laughs> it goes without saying that what happened was incredibly tragic. Um, and it's stuff like this. I, I think art has a very big impact on people. And it's stuff like this that's going to, uh, I don't know, going to kind of lead some conversations. Um, Cien quicks. <laughs> did we figure it out? See, sin, kai, be, can, well, that, I have no idea what how that finished off at the end, but the uh, hyphenation had to set up as si in quicks. So, Sinkowitz. I've seen the name a bunch. I just, I, it's one of those things in my head where it's like a static sound appears when I see it. Right, right. Um, great artist, though. Great yeah. Artist. Yeah, well, obviously we are uh, woefully unqualified to speak to sort of the bigger issues, so we just wanted to bring you that news story that that is something that is coming out, and we will now move to our next We, we have a date on it, right? So, oh, oh so publication on May 30th. May 30th. You may have mentioned and, it, and there but, is, yeah. if you want to look it up, um, it is called Where We Live, and you can find the, the diamond code. Um to let your retailer know that you want this book. So yeah, pre-orders are, are a big thing and, uh, get out there, pre-order this guys. And, uh, you know, really maybe should have considered the order of the news stories a little bit. Uh, but going into something that seems frivolous in the wake, uh, that CW has renewed all but one of their comic book shows. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So there are a plethora of shows on, DC or uh, WB right now. You have Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, and Riverdale. And they're all returning for a new season. There's also iZombie, which has not at this point been renewed. Has not been canceled, though. Great show that, as I'm saying it, I realize I never got past the first season or second season. Yeah. Uh, I First season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. First season. Uh, anyway, you were saying, Dave. Anyway, yeah, uh, I have. I'm also behind on that show. Um, so yeah, this it's also sort of like in that place that Inhumans is in right now. Though Inhumans is definitely getting canceled. Uh, it hasn't been canceled yet. It has still not been canceled. That I mean, even Marvel, by the way, jumping ahead to the quick hits, has announced an event called Death of the Inhumans. Did, did they should just cancel it at this point yeah i i uh there's this stuff back from january where it's like inhumans was secretly canceled which of course was never like official and they were like no 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 it could still get renewed we didn't say we're going to it just it still could um and i think yeah i i checked wikipedia last i'm checking it right now and it's it's saying that uh, maybe it had no no one like i don't even want to hate on the show like i I would be i'd be a terrible person for doing so but like the shit no one watched the show regardless of quality no one right i can't i can't talk to the actual quality of it because i don't i haven't watched it obviously and i don't know anybody who's watched it i know one person on a podcast has mentioned that they've watched it and he's kind of a, like, everything's great kind of guy. So he tries to be, like, positive about stuff. And he's, like, definitely tried to be positive about the show. But I can hear it in his voice that, like, 
you, you got to you got to try you're trying pretty hard to make this sound better than it is um they just need to put the nail in the coffin anyway the cw shows uh this will be 7th season of arrow um 5th season of flash or 4th I think it's I think it's fifth. Yes, it's going to be the fifth season of Flash, um, fourth season of Legends of Tomorrow, second season of Black Lightning, third season of Riverdale, and if iZombie gets it, it'll be also be their fourth season. But hey, no, fifth season. It'll... They're on the fourth season. iZombie is. Yeah. That can't be right. A little bit. That no. They're I also their haven't been watching season? Legends of Tomorrow since the first season. I don't think I'm ever catching up on these shows. I just want to be clear. I can barely it's catch up on Mark two hour Marvel movies. It, you're still freaking out about this whole iZombie thing. Yes, yeah. it has been four seasons. Holy or it's crap. in the process of, of its four season fourth season. That is insane to me. Oh anyway, yeah, I, I'm gearing up for the great binge that'll be happening here in a couple months. Because uh Netflix has that whole eight day deal with CW shows. Where they will, when you know when the show ends eight days later, it's on Netflix. So once all the superhero shows on there, I watched all four of them in their release order to get that good, good cohesive story that sort of exists. And <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's it's fun, but it I'm trying to like binge through as much other stuff as I can right now because once that begins, I'm gone for two to three months. <laughs> That's that's fair. That's it's fair. So, yeah, I, I think I've just all but given up. Like I don't it's I'm maybe when I'm like yeah. six maybe when I retire, if I get to retire. Oh no, no, you're up. you're dying. before I retire? Right now. Uh, Finally. Uh. uh well yeah. Guys, we want you to write us in, write in. Let us know which show you're most excited about. Nick, we have a couple of quick hits. Why don't you tell us about those? Oh, right. He's dead. Let's see how long he's willing to play this bit out. And I give it till three, two, one. So, uh, aforementioned, uh, the death of the Inhumans is coming to Marvel Comics, if not ABC. <laughs> um so uh, if you if you really just can't wait for that cancellation notice on the ABC show in July, you will get Death of the Inhumans number one, a miniseries, presumably a miniseries. The series length has not been announced, but it will be by Donny Cates, uh, who's been making waves at Marvel Comics lately with his Thanos work and Doctor Strange. Uh, he seems to be a new it player in the field. Uh, I, he's a, And he is a, a writer that... Um, I've only read a really tiny bit of his stuff, mostly, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, just previews of his work um, that I definitely want to check out what the big deal is all about. Um, but Ariel Alavelli's definitely been in the scene for a while. I've always actually been a, a big fan of his work. It doesn't always feel like it connects with a lot of different types of series, but it's it's very distinguishable or distinguished uh, and, and um, powerful. Um, so, I mean, this, this is truly the death of the Inhumans. Uh, they could... Uh, experience far worse artistry to send them off. <laughs> I don't know if that does that sound like a compliment. It was meant as a compliment. Uh, I also, do... it's got covers by Care Andrews. That uh, cover who's... is pretty sweet. 
It is pretty sweet. Karen Andrews, I mean, he, he does really great interior work. And, of course, he's the one that gave us the wonderful gift of Spider-Man killing Mary Jane with his radi- irradiated semen. So, I mean, with nothing but love oh, here to, for Karen Andrews. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> shaking my fist at the gods for um, that one. So, yeah, I mean, really not a whole lot of details on here. Marvel's been kind of canceling a lot of their different Inhuman-related books. Black Bolt is coming to an end in April. Actually, I think it came to an end today. So, uh, yeah, who who knows where they're, where this is all going. But that, but at least it's going to start with their deaths. Um, and in our last bit of news, the... Spider-Man game that's coming out exclusively for the PS4 has finally gotten a release date, and finally I did not know it was for this year. Yeah, September seventh. September seventh. Oh, we've been waiting for this game for so long. Wasn't it announced like a year ago? Um, I think too easily. Are you sure? Yeah, I think last year we got some footage. I think oh. like two years ago they were like, "Hey, we're working on a game." I'm trying to do a quick Google searching while we're sitting here talking. But yeah, uh, come while on. you're doing the Google search, I will just say that in, in, in the time that it took that from it being announced to right now, the spider suit has really grown on me. Oh yeah, that spider suit. I don't know if it's like a a Stockholm syndrome effect, and it's not even that. Like I super hated it when it was first revealed, but it definitely was like an acquired taste you look at it and you're like just something feels wrong it's like they took the white venom symbol and slapped it on um the, the spider-man homecoming suit and then gave it to an adult peter parker when you really break it down and the game that's actually basically what they did yep the game was announced during sony's e3 2016 press conference holy crap it will be the first in a series of games made by Insomniac and Sony and marks the start of Marvel's game's new strategy to work with the best game companies who are passionate about their characters. And this game started production in 2014, so we can't expect the next game to be released in, like, 2022. Well, the, so this is the only one that Insomniac Games is working on. Presumably they don't work on a sequel or anything. And they, we, don't forget, there's also the Avengers game coming from Square Enix. Oh, right. And, oh, yeah, which and we, Crystal which, Dynamics, I think. Uh, man, when was that announced? That was, I think, last year. Let's look it up so I can freak you out even more. Uh, but yeah, anyway, the I mean, the, a lot of the gameplay footage that they've shown, you know, there's some I think they refer to as ATB attack modes, where basically you just press certain bu- buttons to accomplish a, a series of events. Um, but it looks like the open world aspect of the the city. Um, compared to previous offerings is really re- well done and the, the repertoire that Spider-Man has available to him in terms of attacking and shit yep. uh, looks really cool. So if, if the swinging is as good as Spider-Man two, then I'll be happy. Everyone goes back to that Spider-Man two. And I don't think I ever really played it except maybe once when I was really young, it was real so, fun. Real fun. Yep. Well, that's going to do it for our news. We're going to go ahead and hop now into our review. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Our astute listeners will notice that I didn't say reviews because we're only talking about one book this week. That's right. Nick and I, we're just going to hash it all out about metal. Now that metal has ended, number six has come. The DC Universe has changed forever. 
It'll never be the same again, said every comic book publisher ever. But what I like about this, though, is that, like, Scott Snyder said, like, yeah, there will be implications, but I'm not setting out to change the DC Universe. Other than changing the whole DC Universe. How did he change the DC Universe, though? Literally every issue took some element of the DC Universe what? and gave it a different spin. And I'm okay. not... David, 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 before you assume that everything I say about Dark Knight's Metal is going to be bad, first off, you're right. But I'm going to take this brief second and just say that's not a bad thing. I mean, at the end of the day, these universes have to live and breathe and evolve. And this was Snyder's attempt at taking the whole DCU by the balls and really shaking them. I really regret using this analogy. Um, and and there it's not that there isn't interesting stuff in metal and we'll get we'll dig into it more in a bit, but just that that literally is like every issue, if not like every scene, was taking some aspect of the DCU and adding something new to it or giving it a different spin or revealing something previously unknown. Um, so it was in that sense a very very big sweeping wide ranging event, and Snyder very much changed the landscape. Okay, Continue. yeah, yes, but I'm saying, like, if, if we look at most of these characters, what has really changed about them? What has changed about the DC? I introduced some new characters into the landscape, but I don't think it has done anything that it's like, and now here's the new status quo for Batman. Here's the new status quo for Green Lantern. Like, that, all of all of that is going to continue on as it was. In um, some cases, yes, and and certain for certain characters, for sure. Like a lot of these events, like it's it's about what happens within the event itself. Like, are we ever going to touch on the fact that Batman aged to an old man during the course of this event and then reverted back? Like, what does that experience do to a person? It's probably by okay. And large hold up, that is that is that is a hard thing to be like. What are we going to come on, man? What. I'm not. I'm With not how saying much criticism? I am okay. not. You. Right. You are. Well, because 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 every time we we read this book, your immediate response is like, "Whoa, what? Like, what a headache I have now. I felt like I just farted dumb brains. Like, that's what, what? you. What? I don't know. I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but you like always like your immediate responses are always like, "What a chore!" Like, you don't. You have not said anything about these books to me uh, that's been positive. Since like issue and, two, and now I'm I'm flipping the script and surprising. No, to, to be fair, I did not like Dark Knight's Metal. I yeah, did, I'm aware. Like as as much as it tried to change things, and some of its ideas were really cool and interesting, and it tried to play and basically touch on every corner of the DC universe. In the sense that it's that it is in many ways a love letter to the DCU. I respect that. I just think that as a story, as a narrative, um. It left a lot to be desired. It tried to do too much, and it collapsed under its own weight. I disagree. I think that it is high-octane fun. It is uh, balls-to-the-wall insanity, and it is well aware of that fact. And if you just kind of, like, strap in and go to have fun, you're going to have a lot of fun, which is what I had reading this story. I, and I, you know, I never felt like it was trying to be this deep big metaphor for it's like it we're talking about metals and the world forge and dragons and inth armor like this is just supposed to be like pure comic books at their craziest and like ramp it all up to 12 and yeah just just go with it's not like this is a deep philosophical book in which we're going to ask ourselves the implications of what does it mean to age and then de-age 
it is like, he's an old man now. Now he's not an old man. Now he's wearing crazy armor and riding a dragon. <laughs> Whee! That, that is, that that's fair. But I mean, I never claimed that I wanted to be some deep introspective look at the DC universe and the aging and de-aging of a man. It's a, it's a but, point that you stuck on, so I got to go for it. But um, it's just, all I'm saying is that it, it was juggling so many different elements that you're, you're right. And if that was its intent, then mission accomplished. I yeah, left just about intent. every issue feeling whiplash. And maybe that I, I, as a reader, just don't enjoy that feeling. But as an event, it also kind of did a lot of the cardinal sins that mega events do that they really just shouldn't. So this is this is less of a mark, like what, I mean, a mark like what? against metal. Like what? Uh, revealing important information uh, to the narrative in tie-in books. Like what? That like if I just want okay, so first off, this whole um, cyborg, who was it? Cyborg Flash, and I forget the other person Raven. coming in on the, the on was it Raven on mm-hmm. the Thule from the, the multiversity comics, and then like a bunch of different Batman from different worlds coming in to 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 fight. You know, basically they show up for that one page spread, which is a really cool spread but are more or less unimportant to the rest of the issue, the finale. There's really no, like they just show up to look cool for one page. Well, but they show up, they show up with the idea of like, okay, the tide of the battle has turned. Fair, which, which is, is that, but there's already plenty of people on the field that they could use. And it's cool that they want to go that route, but I, and I'd have to go back, you know, cause there was literally like a hundred delays on this series and I haven't reread any of the issues. Uh, there they, wasn't that many out. actually. Uh, but sorry 50 delays oh more than one and i'm obviously i'm being facetious and i like that you're being dramatic and for a incredibly dramatic book um but the whole thing with that is like there was literally an issue ago maybe the fourth issue they it was the the different groupings of heroes going off to tackle their individual missions which you get brief glimpses of but I don't even remember, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that there was really any through line of Cyborg Flash and Raving, like meeting the the House of Heroes or whatever they're called, the multiversity heroes, getting the Thule, and all that leading into like having a sense that they were even going to show up in that this moment, unless you read the um Wild whatever hunt. Uh, one shot that uh, Grant Morrison participated in, the Wild Hunt, the Wild Which, Hunt. Okay, all right. So yes, I, yeah. So we'll. we'll... But here's here's the thing, though, where I, again, coming at this saying that this is not – when we talk about event books, we say we're talking about Marvel. Event. Like, let's just – let's be clear because that's usually what we're talking about. We're talking about Marvel event books. I'm talking about both events. Certainly Marvel – this is as close as you can get to a big Marvel event like a Civil uh, no, War. No, no, it's not. Invasion. This is not like that because this did not Eddie take – said a, as close – yeah, but I gotta disagree because those are because those are saying like everything that happens here is gonna have effects and all the books you read we're gonna co op. Are you enjoying reading Deadpool? Well, too bad. Deadpool is now a fear itself book for five months. You enjoying reading these obscure titles? Too bad. It's now a Civil War two book for the next five months. You enjoying reading Next Wave? Enjoy Next Wave because that was great. Uh, or this like the. The, the, the DC events like are happening in their own microcosm and, and I do I I get the I, the the frustration of like there was there was stuff that I don't know because I, I would need to talk to somebody who just purely is only reading these metal books 
like just like not any of the tie-ins, just metal one through six. I need to... that's me. That would me. I only I only read the the six issues, and I'm reading, and I'm like, when did that happen? Why is this happening this way? Where did this play into here? I didn't read any of the one shots featuring the different evil Batmen that more or less felt like they just kind of fell away within the course of the own their own main story, uh, other than the the Batman who laughs. Um, and this book actually did tie into a few other series. Metal will tie into, or did tie into ongoing rebirth titles like Teen Titans, Nightwing, Suicide Squad, Green Arrow, uh, The Flash, Justice League, and Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps. So certainly not the entire line. All but, right, all um, right, all right. I will, I will, I will concede that there was some level of tie. Okay, I will, I will concede is, to you on fun. that. I just want to be clear that when it comes to publishing events like this, I, I get there's going to be tie-ins. Like I, I live with it; it's fine. I'm just saying that when significant story beats happen outside of the main event, like I, I'm a firm believer that, and I frankly no events ever accomplish this. So this is just as mark, much a mark against metal as it is against any event. From Marvel or DC, but whenever main story beats are told outside of the main event, if I'm just looking to pick up the main event and I no. get to a, a, a scene that feels like I feel like I just missed something, event failed. Now, uh, that that's pretty harsh. Um, now, uh, the problem too though is we probably should have reread Mar- uh, Metal One through Five before getting to this moment because I wonder if like maybe in Metal Three or Metal Four, it was like, well, Cyborg, Flash, and Raven are off trying to get help you know, on the Thule, like, like, they, like if it was somehow mentioned and then well, it is. There, there's in, in four or five, there was the, the different groupings like Hal and Mr. Mr. Terrific and the plastic man egg. And I think someone else I'm not thinking of go off oh, to the so, sorrow. Okay. So you haven't read wild hunt then. Um, then I will tell you that it doesn't explain exactly. It, it's, it's actually them pretty much failing their mission. Uh, and I think there's like one little glimmer of hope. It tells a story on the mission. It doesn't exactly tell you like, and now they've gotten all these heroes and they're coming back, except for like the detective chimp thing, um, which is actually, it's, it's more, it's a, largely a detective chimp story. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know how much that one is, is really like necessary for you to like then understand. Cause you know, they're off to get help. And then here they are arriving with help. Like, yeah, I, I get it. it's simple, but I, I'm not saying that just because it's simple that, and I have a problem with it that I'm looking for complex. It's just when it comes to this overall narrative, like event or not, you're still trying to tell a story, and you're basically saying here are these important threats, and and this is something, and this because uh, I love overall the Secret War event, Secret War, Secret War, Secret War that Jonathan Hickman did with Assad Ribic, uh-huh. overall great event, but where it hit its lowest point was when it tied in the heroes that survived the collapse of the multiverse and how they all kind of splintered off into the different aspects of battle world and they got picked up in, in most different um, uh, uh, tie-in books. In the main book, you kind of had like, Carol's over here seemingly being possessed by Mr. Sinister and then everything's fine an issue later where they're all attacking Dr. Doom's castle or whatever. It was just like, you're in it and like, here I am reading this book and I'm like, why is Carol Danvers talking to Mr. Sinister in this way? Why does she have the jewel in her head? Don't matter. Climax is happening. It's all going to get wiped away in in a second anyway. But just like when it comes to reading a story, if that happened in any other story, event or not, like you'd feel whiplash and just be like that. That's not satisfying. Yeah, to me. I mean, yeah, I think we're kind of then getting into some of the inherent problems of 
of event books where it's like these large sweeping narratives being told in, you know, the um, metals like 40 to I don't know how many pages an issue, but when, when things get rather ambitious, yeah, some stuff does fall to the wayside and Nick, I'm not Scott Snyder or Greg Capullo, but what I do want to say is screw you metals rules. I was, you know, gonna apologize, but I, I'm not gonna apologize to you. You didn't like it. That's fine. That's that's your own. No, opinion. It, it's the wrong opinion, but it's your own opinion. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you suck. Um, I I think that as a love letter to DC, it covers a lot faster. Again, this, this is me somewhat um, retreading. Like, it just it didn't need to do as much as it did. It could have still been a love letter to DC. It still could have touched on a lot of different aspects in a way like, like utilizing dream. It's cool that it wanted to utilize dream from the Sandman stuff, but really like it, there's, there's, I don't know. There was, for me, it just felt like there was too much going on. So some really important elements. Like if he just picked like, uh, I'm kind of just spitballing the numbers here, like three or four, like major elements of the DCU and kind of wove it into the, but literally it touches on everything. And this is a personal thing. So call a nitpick if you want, but I usually hate it when every little thing feels connected. Cause now it's like, well, there's the nymph metal of Hawkman's mace. And then there's the, the eighth metal of this thing. And the, I'm trying to remember that they basically tied different metals into all these different aspects of different objects or places or whatever within the DC universe. And how, you know, and I will say that it was cool how Snyder was trying to tie together stuff from like crisis on infinite earth with stuff from Grant Morrison's Batman work and final crisis. And right. Multiversity and, and yeah. All that, and all that, and that—that's—that's that's all really cool. Like it, it was cool that he was taking these elements, but for me, it was just—it was a lot at once. It was overwhelming. There was a lot of whiplash. The story wasn't well told. I see. I got. I got. You know my pet peeve with Snyder action boxes. Yeah, I gotta hit you on the it not being well told. I thought that it was a well told story. Uh, but again, like you're, you're, you know, you're coming from this of like I, you didn't enjoy the ride, and that's fine, but. As someone who did enjoy the ride, I thought the story was well told, and there there is some real crazy insanity to it. I I really liked that this book, because people had issues. You know, Multiversity came out, and people love Multiversity, but then Convergence happened, and at the end of Convergence, they said the multiverse is back. All of those crazy worlds where Batman was a Green Lantern at one point, that world still exists. But then there was the problem of the multiversity. And this did a really nice thing of like, okay, well, let's, you know, we're not going to ignore multiversity. That is a thing. Uh, but everything, you know, everything that happens beyond that, you know, the, the, the Soviet Russia Batman, all that uh, exists outside of that, but it's separated by a wall. Like, I, I really appreciate that element of it of like, Okay, we're going to. For me, I, it was just kind of a nice little justification of what they did, um, and now they found a way of like we're going to open it back. Like we're going to open everything back up, and and anything can happen. All those crazy worlds you want, they're back. And where where metal's going to lead from here? Uh, there's going to be the Hall of Justice. Nick is furiously googling things right now for some reason. So just just touching on some of the things that you were talking about, convergence and multiversity. Um, both actually, I realize now that both came out in the same year. Yep. But uh, in terms of multiversity, or sorry, in terms of convergence, um, 
like Dark Knight's Metal's ending is basically the same as Converge's end. It just says no. like, hey, by the way, there's all these extra worlds right, out here. Right. No, 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 no. And I, that's fine. But what, what Convergence said was, all these worlds exist, and Metal is saying like all these worlds have existed, but they've been closed off to the 52 that we know because of this world wall and the world wall is now breached. I'd have to go and read convergence, but I think even in the last issue, yes, it's like they, they breached the source wall or whatever. And they're like, now we're, you know, there's a bigger playground out there. I get that. But I think even in convergence, they said like, they didn't think all these other, there, there was only the 52 universes they knew of. And now there's all these extra universes out there. So really there's, there's, I don't think there's that much difference between the two of them. It doesn't say something that much different to get to that point. And it doesn't matter that it said it to be fair. Like I'm, I'm nitpicking here. I'm just saying, Oh really? That are you, you, you haven't been doing that at all in this, in this car. Well, this is about, this is an event about us talking about what we liked and what we didn't like about it. There's just a lot that I didn't like. And, Unfortunately, you have to have the discussion with me. Uh, one well, thing and I then, did like was Blue's artwork. Okay, fine. Kind of the unfortunate part is like, well, I'm gonna sit here and be like, yeah, it was fun, it was awesome, and you're gonna be like, here's an itemized list of like shitty things. Like, well, uh, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I can't go into as granular level of a thing. That's just the hard part of like coming out of a movie and it's like, let's talk about it. And like, oh, it was so cool when they did this thing, when they did that thing, when Batman and Joker fought the the bat who laughs together. Like, that's like cool, fun stuff to talk about. But it's like, you're going to be like, well, I'm going to get all serious and treat this like a serious thing. And here's itemized list of complaints, which is like, that's fine. But yours is like a more interesting discussion to have. But also like you and I are at such opposite ends of the spectrum where I am like all in crazy for it and you are not in at all. No, I'm not. Um, but 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 I I do like that you that you're so fervently passionate about I mean, enjoying this yeah, book. And, and, that, I, and, the I, great and I like thing that, is that you're I'm taking a, more of a broad, atro- majority, broad yeah. a, atro- atrocious your atrocious approach to this. Your your broad approach to um, like you were just like I appreciate that you were along for the ride and stuff like Batman and Joker teaming up to fight the the Batman who laughs is a really interesting idea. Yeah. I so that, I so I, I know a complaint of yours is everything felt so rushed. Everything was happening so quick. But I, that's kind of like one thing that I liked about it is there wasn't time to breathe in this because like that was kind of the point. These guys showed up and all of this is happening, you know, within hours, within a day. It's not happening like, oh, okay, we're going we're gonna to build a resistance. We're going to be like trying to like work this out and figure it out. And like all this stuff is happening real fast, real quick. And I, I – this is not an event that they wanted you to sit and breathe and and mire in these concepts. It is like, nah, it's going to, things are going to go crazy. It's going to be crazy. And then once it's over, you know, they have the whole thing at the end where Batman's even like, let's celebrate that it's over, but now let's deal with what happened mm-hmm. and what's coming. And let's, let's build the hall of heroes and all that. That I mean, there's definitely some interesting stuff coming. That's another thing. Sorry, I'm going back to my itemized list. Um, that a lot of events do, where it's like, here's this full story, and then here's here's the the epilogue or whatever that touches on. I'm, it's a kind of a dumb complaint. Like, I, I'm fine if they did like like kind of like how they do zero issues that they did like a, just a, an omega issue or whatever. 
uh, an epilogue where then they touched on all the, how on all like the the bigger ramifications of what the event accomplished um but this was just like it kind of ended on this like weird note with you know the, the last of greg Poole's artwork and then it went to someone else's artwork i can't remember who it was it's the guy head. who's working Mikhail on Janin. batman Mikel Janin, yeah 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 um you know, them at their dinner, which, you know, I thought the dinner was cute. I, I do like when superheroes just kind of get together and like they're in street clothes and mm-hmm. and, and having just watched well, Age of Ultron, like the, the hammer scene, like them having a party, like some doing mundane stuff. And the fact that like, uh, OK, David, that's a scene that I actually liked and in and of itself, them having a fancy dinner. And then, you know, because a lot of them are now parents and like the DC characters tend to be older, like having a platform where their kids are just playing instruments, you know, as a celebration. Like, I thought that was fun. Cool. Does that, does that help? Not, I mean, you know, does it's, that, it's, a, ease, it's a start. Your, your pain? It's a start. Man, because I read this like last week and now I'm flipping through it and I'm like, oh man, there's that great part with Plastic Man where Plastic Man is like all of the above and his like hand is like a T-Rex with a baseball bat and there's sharks on his fingers and there's a saw and then there's like all the crazy stuff with like the, uh, what, not not the anti-monitor. What's, crap, what's the, the anti-anti-monitor? The negative, yeah. Uh, yeah. Over-monitor? Over-monitor. That's, that's the guy I'm trying to think of. Um but thank you for for telling me something that you enjoyed. I will say that Mikhail Jansen's Bruce Wayne and uh, and Clark Kent look so similar <laughs> that having them stand next to one another is kind of a problem. A little bit. Um, and it is, this is going to be my last of it, but it's definitely something that was on my mind. And I think I even brought this up when we first discussed the first issue was the two leading issues, Dark Days of the Forge and Dark Days of the Casting. Mm-hmm. Um well, I actually enjoyed those. I think if we go back, uh, you'll hear me talking about how interesting I thought they were, and I liked that they 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 were kind of leading up to something. But and I sometimes try to separate the marketing from stuff like this because the like marketing is going to tell you everything. Like if you go on the internet right now, you could probably watch ninety percent of Infinity War probably. before the movie even comes out. But like with these issues, like they were supposed to be complete stories and they are more or less the actual first and second issues of Dark Knight's Metal before even getting to Metal One. Mm-hmm. But it's that you're like they're supposed they, they sh- they're supposed to be required reading. And if I remember correctly, having not read them in months, um, but I remember getting to the first issue, the actual first issue and being like. We, we just already retread this like you like nothing we we are at this point we already know the evil batman are coming we know like we we already know what the threat is and now we're back in the first issue and it basically just recycles a lot of the same story beats that were just established in these other two issues why bother uh jeez i mean i remember really enjoying those issues quite a lot and not really feeling those same feelings but again it's been like really, we should have One done. One since you looked at me. Sorry. We should have. We should have done a reread of the previous issues. Everything leading up to this. Uh, you know, I. I do have a lot of excitement. For this, and so I can say that. Yeah, I was much more easily convinced to go hunt down the wild random issues. Um than perhaps other people were, but I, I also get like the, that, you know, 
sometimes like you you want to read the main event and and not have to feel like you need to go chew on other stuff to really get what's going on here. Um, I think metal is going to make a really great omnibus completed piece one day. Um, that's it's going to be this this giant, you know, just this giant collection of in my mind rad. And I wonder, like, maybe, you know, with some time passed, if you were to read it into that format, absorb it kind of all at once, everything, I wonder what your feelings on it might be then. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to revisit this in, like, five years when we can possibly afford something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that would just lay down how would we want, would we include the casting in the forge? Would we just base it on the merits of the six issues? Would we have to include all the tie in one shots dealing with the, so I just want a comicsology to look. Um, and as far, they, they say that the full dark Knights metal series is 20 books, which includes the forge and the casting includes the six issues and includes, uh, Hawkman found Batman lost, uh, Batman wild hunt and all the one shots for the different evil Batman Right, is what comprises the complete story. Or I guess 18 issues. I don't know why it says 20 issues. Either way. Um, so to me, that that's a lot of... I mean, that's that, that's a lot of reading. But what, maybe we'll, we'll set that out and say maybe a year from now. A year from now, when we've already had three or four more Marvel events in that time, we can come back to the Halcyon days of Dark Knight's Metal and revisit it with fresh eyes and see what we think. So I think we're at the point right now where we have to go read all of all of darkest night or not not uh blackest night blackest night and uh that was an event that was an event that honestly the last event that i can remember just like being like 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 absorbing all of it and just loving it was sinestro core war which i still i need to finish reading is such such a i mean in terms of like the the event like there was that was more of a storyline wasn't it it was a storyline, but and that's something like another example I can think of um, where like a, like Dark Knight's Metal I think had it been like a much more smaller contained story, still it could have still been impactful, but if it hadn't just kind of sprawled into the big thing it became, uh, probably would have been a lot more cohesive. Uh, I remember this being, I, and I'm, I might be butchering details and misremembering things, but when Marvel did the Axis event that Rick Remender did. Like it was originally just supposed to start as a be a storyline within the Uncanny Avengers book that he was doing, and then it ballooned into Marvel's event of the season. And, and you know, I don't think we can't Remender remember was, most of it. <laughs> and we can't remember most of it, but it you know, I think Remender wasn't hundred percent on board. You're ba- there's a, there's definitely an unenvious balancing act between all the different creative teams that you have to assemble either on their own books that you're now taking over, all the different one shots and miniseries. Um and just like that's when events and stories that maybe weren't meant to be that large kind of buckle under their own weight. Um, that's kind of my opinion here with metal. Um, and oh crap, I lost my train of thought. Sinestro Core Wars. So, oh, Sinestro Core War. Core War was. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think there was, there wasn't a main Sinestro Core book. I think it was just Green Lantern and Green Lantern Core, and then there were like a couple of one shots in there. But it mostly just cycled back and forth between those two books. So it, even though like it definitely was comprised over a bunch of issues, 
the overall creative teams that were involved were much tighter uh, and it really just felt more like a major storyline than here's the events with here's all your different checklists and stuff like that there probably was a checklist for Sinister Core so forgive me but uh, all I'm saying is that in terms of like a big uh, Marvel and DC events that's the last one that like every issue was like holy crap I'm on the edge of my seat I can't believe they did that you know and, and in my opinion just like well to- told I well think, executed I think it's because you were younger you were younger and you I weren't jaded younger yet and and more naive than i am now but i think even around the time the sinestro corps war came out like civil war the original civil war had already come out and that was a shit show it like people don't remember how much of a shit show civil war was how long it took to came out come out how much like people didn't really seem to enjoy it but then, like, I I remember when they're like, they're going to do Captain America Civil War. People are like, oh, yeah, the Civil War storyline. Dad's like, no, we – people <laughs> Don't didn't you like it. Don't hated Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think uh, – yeah, I think really when it comes down to metal I – mean, we didn't talk about this issue at all. All we did was talk about our feelings about the, the event in total. Um, the therapy session. Yeah, I think we both said some things we need to get off our chest. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's fair to say that you out there, listener, probably fall somewhere in between Nick and myself. And uh, we really, we do really want to hear people's opinions on these books. And if you if you thought there was good and bad, tell us why one of us or both of us are wrong. And we'll get into where you can send that information to here in a moment. But uh, Nick, quick question. You boys aren't nerds, are you? Do you have anything to recommend to the people? Can I not recommend metal? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, oh, man, do I have anything to... Nope, I don't. I... Other than I'm super excited about the Spider-Man PS4 game. Man, David, what are you recommending? Um, hmm... Uh, boy, I'm going to recommend because we're working on getting someone involved with this on the podcast here sometime in the future. But there is a podcast called Champions of the Earth. It is a live play podcast that's kind of based on the idea of Power Rangers. And uh, I don't want to, to give too much more than that. It is um, if you don't enjoy live play podcasts, you won't enjoy this one. But if you do, this is these guys put a lot into like the production side of it, which is pretty unique, like music and sound effects. And I thought that was going to cause them to be behind, but they've actually been pretty on the ball the last few weeks. So I'm, I'm impressed by that. Um, but Champions of the Earth, and it does feature some comic people, Colin Kelly, uh, Jackson Lansing, and I th- think that's it. Maybe there's someone else I missed down there. Um, but yeah, that podcast champions of the earth you can find it wherever podcasts are found and of course if you want to reach us and tell us your thoughts on metal or anything else you please find us over at heckyeahcomics.com or heckyeahcomics at gmail.com you can find me around the internet under the username davluz that is d-a-v-l-u-z twitter snapchat instagram find me there you can find nick secretly reading metal every single night and clutching it close to his heart as he falls asleep on his metal sheets and metal pillowcase. Not like made of metal, but like designed after metal. And you got where I was going with that. And of course you can find the show here next week. Same heck yeah time, same heck yeah channel. Until then, goodbye.
Worst episode ever.